Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Katie Neal from Odyssey Country, and today we are live celebrating the album release of Growing Up with our CMA Entertainer of the Year, Grammy-nominated Luke Combs. What Congratulations. Up. Thank you. Are you Thank super you. excited? Oh, yeah. I'm stoked. This stoked. is awesome. We are going to go track by track, top okay. to bottom of Let's the new it. album. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So first, we'll start with the lead single, which is also the lead track. Yes. Why did you want to kick off this new chapter with doing this? Um, I just think it's kind of, from a sonic standpoint, I mean, it's really kind of a, it's a bit of a departure from the last two albums. And um, I mean, I think the song really speaks to where I'm at in my life a bit. You know, it's like, even if I wasn't successful I would be trying to be you know or at least continuing to do music in some capacity and so you know I feel like it kind of sets the tone for you know where I'm at right now next is any given Friday night tell Mm -hmm. me about writing this song where the inspiration came from yeah you know I mean this one was fun um you know me and my wife live in a small town um about an hour outside of Nashville and um it's just it's just one of those places where that's you know, Friday night's like the night, you know, it's like you go out and I mean, there's been a million songs written about this, but I mean, having lived there and, you know, especially over COVID, you know, it's like you kind of feel like a bigger part of that community than we would have if COVID didn't happen, Definitely. you know, cause we're there all the time, you know, we spend every day there. And, and so we, you know, we're able to see and take in a lot more of that place than we would have had that not happened because we would have been you know flying everywhere and on the road right gone all the time and um so it was just like man it's like that town is i mean there it says dairy queen in the song and we got (laughs) a dairy queen in our little town which was like i mean that was big that was super exciting (laughs) big news you know what i mean so you know and there's a high school i mean 10 minutes down the road and we have the the poppinest little league complex that you would ever see. It's kind of unbelievable, honestly. Um, and I can literally hear it like from my house some nights. It's so loud that, I mean, it's like a, over a mile up the road. That's so wild. And you it's like, hear it. you can, sometimes I'm in the yard and I'm like, what was that? I'm like, that's the damn little league. <laughs> There's that many people over there. They're that excited about this little league game that I can hear it at my house. You that's know what so I mean? That's so cool. Um, so that was really where that, where that song came from. I love that we live very close to a high school football stadium too. And like yep. hearing the band play or any of the announcers mm-hmm. and they have stuff going on. I'm like, this is so cool. It's very nostalgic and specific sound. Definitely. That is, you know. I'm Katie Neal. Luke's new album, Grown Up, is out now. And you are, when you're getting ready to put an album out, mm-hmm. who is like, 
who do you share your music with outside of like your direct team? Like, do you have a litmus test of like buddies that you'll send songs to to kind of gauge um, reaction? Yeah, I mean, I definitely uh, one of the guys, the, the guy that takes care of our property. Actually, he lives in our guest house, and he's always been a good barometer for me um my wife too i mean she's always super honest it's like you really just want people to who like are not afraid to tell you that they don't like something yeah more because i'm sure that's like the biggest thing is you get around people who like really support you they're like oh i don't want to hurt his feelings or his ego yeah yeah and it's like i've never been much of much of an ego guy when it comes to that stuff but it's like it sucks sometimes you do hear it and you're like oh man like I want people to be honest with me, but like, maybe I wasn't ready for the honest answer. You know, it's (laughs) like, you know, cause it does make you take a step back, but I think you, it's like, you really appreciate those moments where someone's like, man, that's just, I don't get it. Or that's not for me or, you know, and it's like, if you hear that two or three times from people that you really trust that have really been excited about other stuff that has been successful, then you're kind of like, it can almost be like a microcosm of like, what are other people going to think about it? You know, especially if maybe two, two people really like it and one other person doesn't. Or, yeah. Cause then you run into it where you're like, now I've asked right, too many people and right, I don't even know how right. I feel. Yeah. No, actually, actually that happens all the time where you're like, you know, you start second guessing yourself where you're like, man, like I really think this is great. And maybe somebody else doesn't. And I'm shocked by that. So like, what, was what does that say? But that happened with, you played it for somebody and you're like, wait, maybe this isn't good. That turned out to be, a great song for you. I don't know. I mean, I think, um, you know, and there are so many things that can make a song great or work for somebody or not work for somebody. A song I would say is the song that you just heard in any given Friday night is a song that when you play the work tape for somebody, it doesn't really translate in the work tape thing because like that song and an acoustic guitar is just not, doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. And so, we went in the studio and I still felt like there was something missing and it almost wasn't even going to make the album. Like it wasn't even going to be on there. And then Jonathan was like, let me throw, let me try to throw this guitar lick over top of it. And so the guitar lick, that's the main riff of the song now, like he fooled around with that and sent it to me. And I was like, now even I get it now, like now it makes sense to me. So there can be a multitude of reasons, but I think, Every song is different, but that's the last song where I was like really changed my even my own opinion of it by just one tweak. That's so interesting. The next song we're going to play is actually it's the new single. And it's what I think maybe some people would even call baby making music. Sure, sure. (laughs) Talk about the kind of love we make. Yeah, it was uh, actually my guitar tech uh, had started writing this song with uh, two buddies of mine. Um, and they had come up to write with me and, um, they said, Hey, we started this song with, uh, with JD and, and, uh, just listen to it. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. Um, but I grew up, you know, singing and listening to everything. And, um, I think some of the things that really shaped, um, you know, my singing or really, you know, taught me how to sing, um, you know, obviously early on it was, you know, Vince, Vince Gill and Mm -hmm. Clint Black and Garth and stuff like that is what I was first singing. But as I got to be, you know, 10, 11, 12, it was more like boys to men, Mm -hmm. uh, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC kind of thing. Like that's just what 
kids my age were listening to, you know, and it's like, I'm not ashamed or think that's an uncool thing to say, because I know that anyone that's our age, if they say they didn't like that, they're just lying, to be honest. (laughs) Um, It's like anyone that says they didn't like Nickelback. It's like, no. Everyone went through a stage where you loved Nickelback. You liked Nickelback (laughs) and you still like it. Yeah. And you're only saying it because you think for some reason that it would be cool to not say that. Um, But nobody's changing that stuff if it comes on. So, I mean, Backstreet Boys in sync boys to men i think that stuff has such a like at the time it would be i mean i would think the backstreet boys in sync melodies that were would be considered pop melodies really came from boys to men yeah they were the roadmap in my opinion for all the melodies of the backstreet boys stuff so i would when i heard the melody to the song that they had started working on I was immediately drawn to it because it was the some of the first things that drew me into singing because I just loved those melodies so much and I think that's that's why I fell in love with this song and and wanted to finish it with those guys. Tell me about deciding to name the album Growing Up. Yeah, it was it was really I'm kind of in this in between stage right now in my life, you know. Um it feels like very transitional from you know, being a young adult kid combo thing um, to, you know, since COVID happened, it's like, you know, married, got a kid on the way. Um, you know, my job is obviously bigger and crazier than it's ever been. Um, so just so many things have happened so fast. And there are days when you feel like, you know, you feel like a 21 year old kid some days. And then there's days when you're like, man, I'm just really tired and feel like I'm 50 years old today, (laughs) you know? Um, so it's like, I think, I think there's a, you know, I've always wanted to grow up with my fan base, you know, and there's no, that's not why I named it growing up, but I've always wanted to be able to go, okay, well, okay. But there's things that I feel like I'm going through that, you know, if people have been listening to me since I started, you know, they're not college kids anymore. They're, Mm -hmm. you know, they're 31 or 32 or, you know, and probably married and having families or at least starting to think about those things. Um, But there's also people who started listening to me when they were 16 and now they are in college. So it's like, and there's people that started listening to me when they were 30 who are 40. You know what I mean? So it's (laughs) like, exactly. it's kind of like, everyone's gone through changes with you. It's like, you're kind of in this transitional phase. And so I wanted to be able to write stuff that you know, I wanted there to be some songs that people felt like could have been on this one's for you or could have been on what you see is what you get. And then I wanted there to be songs that felt brand new that feel like they couldn't have been on either of those two things. And so the album really is kind of this, I feel like I'm going from one thing and moving into the next thing. And I wanted it to feel like that from a production standpoint. So there are things that sound like I could have written them five or six years ago and mm-hmm. things that wouldn't have been written if I wasn't where I'm at now. Exactly. And speaking of growing up, my producer actually dug up this photo of you from okay. almost 10 years ago to okay. the day. Okay. You are playing like yep. under a tent. It looks like at a yep. tailgate. It's you and a buddy I'm with a guitar. At, um, I'm at the, it's a horse race they have in South Carolina. You remember? <laughs> yeah, I remember where it was. It was a fraternity tailgate. The fraternity had hired us to come down and play a tailgate. What do you think like that guy then thinks of you today after you talk about all the things that you've done? You got a baby on the way, married, your career's crazier than it's ever been. Mm, what would that guy think? 
Dude, that guy wasn't thinking about anything but smoking <laughs> cigarettes and getting drunk. I mean, to be completely honest with you. He's like, cool, what, it all works out. That's what worrying. that guy was <laughs> thinking about, <laughs> man. He'd be like, yeah, okay, guy, whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're a time traveler. That's the future me, right? You got a cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> that's what that guy would be doing. Yeah. I love it. The next song up, this is a playful one. Talk about On the Other Line. Oh, yeah, fun one. So uh, Dan and Randy Montana had started that, and... Uh, they came down to uh, Florida to write with me, Dan, and uh, and Thomas Archer and James had come down, and we were we had written a song, and honestly, I kind of called them down because it was like I was going to be recording. You know, I had one more session in February to uh, get some songs down. And I, I called him and I said, hey, guys, I said, to be honest with you, there's just a couple things that I don't feel like I have that I want for this album. Um, and I don't know what that is or what that means. So, you know, get your ass to Florida and we'll figure it out. Kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. Uh, so they were really excited about doing that. Um, and we enjoyed that process. Um, and Dan, you know, we had written a great song the day before and Dan was like, man, I got this thing. I started with Randy. If that's cool with you guys, I was like, dude, yeah, that's fine, man. You know, we, we all love Randy anyway. So it was like, he played this thing and, I don't know. It's just like I've always loved kind of that like a little bit silly tongue in cheek like Brad Paisley, yeah. like early Brad Paisley deal, um, you know, like ticks or, yep. you know, he's got all these little like things that I don't know. I, and I go back to like when it rains, it pours, which has a bit of that as mm-hmm. well. It's just kind of like this off the cuff, like, you know, it's not too serious, but it's not too goofy, but it's like. You're just trying to ride that line of like, just like not over the top, yeah. like, okay, this is silly, but just have a little bit of that. And so um, that that song just really checked the boxes on that for me. And it was fun to like stretch your legs. Like it was something we weren't sure, like what the hell we were going to do with it. When I, you know, when I played the work tape in the studio, it was like, well, how are we going to do this? You know? Yeah. And so it was, it was fun to like stretch our legs on that from a production standpoint as well. So um, that one's cool. It turned out really great. The next song we're going to play, I knew I was going to love even before I listened to okay. it, featuring Miranda Lambert. Mm-hmm. Tell me everything about outrunning your memory. Yeah, yeah. So I had, uh, you know, me and Miranda are both at Sony. And so uh, we had met in passing a few times. It's like CMA Awards mm-hmm. after thing or ACMs. Like you go and you take a pic with everybody, like all the artists in your label yeah. and stuff. And um, I always have been a huge fan of her songwriting and, you know, um, what she does as an artist I think is just really unique and um, really really just great like it's stuff that will you know you think about let's say there's 10 or whatever A-list country artists from mm-hmm. the last decade it's like you think about how many of those will be people will be listening to in 50 yeah. years from now you know I think she's one of a few you know, that definitely would really be like people Transcends will time. go, right. It'll be like this music will be around forever yeah. regardless of hype or, mm-hmm. you know, how popular it was at one time. Um, and so I've just always been a fan of the songs that she cuts and writes. And I, I, to be honest with you, I'm not sure how this right came together. Like I, I don't remember the exact moment of like, Hey, let's write this song yeah. together kind of thing. I, I can't remember if it was like, you know, we ran into each other at some thing and it was like, oh, we ought to do this thing. And because you say that a, a lot. Oh, and yeah, I'm sure. I think the cool thing about COVID was that 
it gave a lot of artists opportunities to actually follow up on the, hey, yeah. we should write thing, because everybody's so busy, especially someone like Miranda, who's mm-hmm. been at the top of her game for so long, is like, you know, I'm sure there's not a lot of free time to go, oh, yeah. well, I'll go and just write a song, mm-hmm. you know, on a whim with somebody. But COVID really opened that door for a lot of artists to be able to go, okay, well, I will go, you know, get a guitar lesson from Keith Urban or whatever it is. You did know you what I mean? That? I did not do that. But that's a good example. <laughs> yeah, you know what no, I mean? Of sure. something that like he would have never had time for or mm-hmm. she would have never had time for or I would have never had time for to to actually do it and enjoy it and not feel like it's a rushed, yeah. forced thing. And so we had the managers get, uh, you know, find a mutual day where we both had time and um, wrote at her manager's office and um, ended up, my buddy Dan ended up getting on this. Uh, we were writing with uh, another artist the day before, me and Dan were, um, and had, you know, he had come over an hour before to kind of say, hey, well, what? you know, what kind of ideas should we throw out in this mm-hmm. thing? And, um, and I, we had kind of mutually come up with this title called, uh, when it rains in Seattle and it was going to be like this nineties thing about, I only miss you when it rains mm-hmm. in Seattle, you know, which is, you know, I haven't written it yet, so don't steal yeah. it. Please. <laughs> um, but so I, we got in the room, I got in the room with Miranda the next day and we were kind of talking about what we were going to ride. And, you know, there's this feeling out thing too. Yeah. Anytime you write with someone the first time, doesn't matter who it is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you spend an hour just like, so what's, and how are things? Waters, and just yeah. kind of like, I don't know. It's like sometimes you haven't really even met the person at all. So you really don't know anything about them. And so yeah. how are you going to write a song with them? And um, so, you know, we spend the first hour having coffee and just, you know, chatting and whatever. And so I had thrown out this idea when it rains in Seattle that me and Dan had had the day before. And I said, hey, I said, I would love to write this. She loved the idea. And I was like, to be honest with you, I'd be kind of uncomfortable. Like, I feel like I'd be screwing my buddy over because we had this idea together, you know, like I don't want to write our idea we came Mm -hmm. up with. Um, And she was like, well, call him, see what he's doing kind of thing. (laughs) And so I called him and I was like, hey, man, do you want to write? He was like, I'm in the truck. Like before I even got to the end of the sentence, he's like, I'm in the truck on the way. Well, he lives an hour from town. So by the time he got there, we had the chorus for a whole mm-hmm. nother song, yeah. which was Outrunning Your Memory. So, um, yeah, we finished it when he got there. And um, it was never like, hey, we're going to write a song for your album or, you know, my album or a duet. It was just we wanted to write a great song and we did. And when I went in to cut it, I thought, how do we not have her on this thing? And so I asked and luckily she said yes. You know, you had a pretty cool moment a little while ago at C to C in the UK. Yes. You brought Ed Sheeran out to uh-huh. sing on a song with you. Yep. What's it like, or what's it been like getting to know him? Oh, he's great. You know, he's super down to earth guy, super normal. Um, you know, just fun. He's just a fun guy. He's funny. Um, you know, super. You know, loves music. You know, super musical guy, and um, he's just—it's just been a pleasure, you know, uh, to get to hang with him uh, a few times. And uh, I was glad he came out, you know. And I didn't—it was one of those things where I didn't like—I didn't want to ask. I didn't ask, mm-hmm. and he was just kind of like, "Hey, man, if you want me to come out, I will," kind of thing. That's and I was nice. like, "Oh, cool," you know. It's like, you know, because I'm not a big—I don't love to put pressure on people because I feel like people are because he—he had told me he was going to come to the show. Um, and it's like, if I'm going to a show, it's like, 
and someone were to ask me to come out, I would do it, you know. Yeah, but uh, you don't really feel like you can say no, probably, right? Right. right. You would feel kind of like really bad if you said no, because, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, and it's a weird line, you know, and, and not that I don't have fun doing it, but like I'm such a perfectionist that then I go, I can't stand the like, if I don't know every detail about how it's going to go yeah. because I like, you don't wing it. <laughs> let's say like, for example, I came out, uh, at Tortuga with Thomas yeah. Rhett and did friends in low places. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so stressed. He asked me to come out and I'm like, <laughs> dude, like you have stressed me out endlessly. Cause like I was coming out to like drink beers and like not have to think about anything. And like, now I got to remember the third verse to friends. In low right. Place. <laughs> it's like not even that, but like, it's still, it's like, because then I go, I get in my head and it's not anyone's fault, but other than my own, but I get in my head and start like, well, what if this happens or what if I mess up? And then I'm the guy that messed up friends in low places. And it's like, how does one of the biggest mm -hmm. country artists in the world not know the yeah. words to friends in low places? And you start just <laughs> rabbit holing yeah. down into this thing. But like, I never want to put that, like that pressure on someone else, mm -hmm. but just because I know how in my own head I get about it, yeah. you know, and I do like to do it and it always ends up being fine. Yeah. It always ends up always. being awesome. Fans are always pumped about it. So it's like, it's all me, you know? Um, but I know when it's like, sometimes like maybe he just wants to go to the show and not have to think about that kind of stuff and exactly. just have a good time. Totally. Understand so I, I was like, I was like, I'm just not going to ask, but he brought it up and I was like, okay, sweet. And then we're on. That's you know, awesome. Because I had, you know, I, you know, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't thought about how cool that yeah. was. <laughs> but I still wasn't going to ask. You know, so no, I'm I would, glad he I brought it up. The same thing. I'm glad he brought it up. Next up on the track list is "Better Back When," and I love the line in this song: "Time adds a little shine to a long gone memory." Talk yes. about writing this one. Yeah, this one was really fun, you know. And uh, from a production standpoint, um, you know, the whole second verse of this song is about going to a Chesney. Uh, stadium date, you know, which I did a few times in college, you mm -hmm. know, um, and there was just like, when you're in that moment, like you just don't realize how awesome it is. I mean, not that you don't have a good time. You're having yeah. a great time. You don't realize how great of a time it was yeah. until later. And I don't necessarily believe that that's because it was a better time than anything else you've ever done. Mm -hmm. But I think the nostalgia, it's like eating the Lunchables. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's always better in your memory than right. it is you're like, you like, oh my gosh, how good were Lunchables or yeah. how good were Dunkaroos or yeah. whatever it was. And then you eat them and you're like, that was pretty good. I don't feel but so good. But maybe <laughs> it's like not as good as I remembered it being. Yeah. And not that it wasn't great, but I just mm -hmm. think for some reason. You glamorize things. Uh, you glamorize fast. those moments so much. And I think, you know, there's that, the line in the chorus that's, you know, I can't say that the moon in the sky was shining any brighter you know, mm -hmm. then it's like, um, and I, I think that, that this song is just that, you know, it's like those times were amazing, you know, but then in the bridge, you have the line that says, um, oh gosh, what does it say? It says, um, I ain't saying that right now ain't right where I want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is, I think speaks a lot to the growing up thing is like, you're in this different phase of life 
and you are content there. Mm -hmm. And I think you can have, you know, people rag on country music all the time for like, well, it's just a bunch of songs about, you know, being in high school and how cool it was to be in high school. It's like, (laughs) but but that's what people who don't like country music automatically assume that's what it is. And it's not that, you know, it's, it's just having an appreciation for all of the things that you've been able to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the, the moment that you're living in right now, as well as all the times that you were thankful to have had, you know, and I think this, that's what this song was going for. We're hanging out playing the whole album. The next one up is Tomorrow Me. And I feel like a lot of people are going to be able to relate to this song. Yeah, definitely. And this was a fun one to write, you know, and my buddy Ray was was going through some stuff at this time. And we wrote it together with with one of our heroes, uh, Dean Dillon, and who's wrote every song that I've ever wished I wrote. Um, and it was it was just really neat. And it just came together. We wanted to you know, do all the things that make Dean's songs and sound so special um, and, and kind of match it with our thing. And, and luckily we were able to do that. We're playing the whole album. Next up is Ain't Far From It. And I'm so excited to see this one live. I think it's going to be yeah. so much fun. But I'm curious when you're when you're producing these songs and you're putting everything together, when you're listening to demos and mixes, where do you like to listen to it at to get like the full effect? Like in the car? Are you, you know, like on yeah. the boat? Are you in the I studio? Think, I think at first it's like I have some studio speakers at my computer at the house. And at first I'm listening to it on there and then I'm listening to it like every time I drive into town for like, mm-hmm. you know, like just on like trying to listen to it top to bottom. Cause I think how it sounds in the car or how it sounds on like a, you know, like a crummy Bluetooth speaker yeah. or whatever. It's important. It's like really how most people <laughs> yeah. are going to hear it. So like sitting down and listening to it on, you know, super expensive studio speakers is not the same experience that your fans are going to have. So I really try to listen to it there. And like, you know, if it passes the car test, then it passes. It's so true because there's so many times somebody will play me a song. I'm like, I don't know if I like that. I need to listen to it in the car. Right. And if I listen to it in the car, uh-huh. I like it. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, this is yep. good. Next on the track list is Call Me. What is the story behind this one? Yeah, this is a song actually that I had written in 2017 um, with Jonathan and Shane Miner. And I had an hour left in the studio on my last session. Um, I had done five or six different sessions over the course of a year probably for this album. Um, and we had an hour left. And I found that some of the best things that I've done have come – in those moments where it's an unplanned, like something we didn't want to do. And this was just kind of a song that I really felt like could have been on this one's for you or what you see is Mm -hmm. what you get. And it just happened to fall right in the middle of those two when it was written. And not that it wasn't good enough to make it. It just became one of those things that kind of fell through the cracks and became buried under other things just because of the time we wrote it. Mm -hmm. And so I really just wanted to come back to it. Um, I went looking through my phone. It was like, we got an hour left. What can we do? Um, went back and listened to some old songs and I was like, man, this song is really great. I can't believe, you know, we never got to it. Um, and so really that's, that, that's the story of how this one came to be. I really love this next one, Middle of Somewhere, because mm-hmm. I grew up in a town that a lot of people would say is the middle of nowhere. Right. And so where did mm-hmm. the, like, what inspired this, like, yeah. the moment for this song? Yeah, it was definitely living in our little town uh, through COVID and, and just getting to know people there and meet people there and seeing how proud they were of it and, and how much, you know, they were excited that we had moved there and how much, and, you know, how much they love it. And my buddies would always come out to write and stuff and they go, man, you live in the middle of nowhere. And I would just get to to thinking about, you know, how much it means to all the people that we've met, you know, like some of our neighbors and people that work at the little grocery store up the road that's family owned and all that stuff. And um, that's really where the idea had come from is, you know, how much a place that 
everyone else would overlook means to the people that live there. Yeah. We're at the last track. Going, going, gone. Talk to me about why you wanted to end with this one. Yeah, I think, you know, this this album is, you know, me kind of going, you know, coming into this new phase of my life. And, you know, I think that that will affect the music and what it sounds like and what I have to say. And I think this song was is moving in that, that direction, you know. Um, and so this is my first time playing a, a guitar on an album, uh, which is something new for me. Um, and I just think this was the perfect thing to end it on for maybe people to go, man, I, I want more of that. Yeah. I want to hear more of that thing and where that could go and, and what that could be if, if, you know, he were to continue to go down this road. So I think it was kind of, I wanted to kind of leave it open-ended and maybe people go, man, I want to hear more of that stuff. Thank you so much for walking us through this album today. I love it. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. Thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.